Here we are today, Cody and Cole, and today we're going to be just like all the other marketing out there, and we're going to bring you fall as soon as it turns fall. But at well, least we, didn't, we at least we didn't bring it to you early. Yeah, we actually waited an appropriate amount of time. Uh, we tried to actually record this episode about two weeks ago, and then realized like. Man, it's a little early, and it was also still like 90 degrees in Georgia, so it was kind of hard to get into the fall mood. But I spent last weekend raking our yard, and we've actually had some comfortable temperatures for the past couple days. So I think it is about that time to uh, talk about that good, good brown leaf weather season, you know? Yeah, and uh, we said previously um, in the un released episode <laughs> i was gonna say like my like they're going to remember season, <laughs> my favorite season and your favorite season if i remember right is fall yes definitely i think if you had to take a poll of everybody in the u.s let's say mm. i think the majority favorite season would probably be fall because fall and spring both i would say have optimal temperatures yeah but fall lacks the allergy causing pollen that spring brings with it or it doesn't yeah. have as much. Like, I still, like, especially some of us who still have, like, really bad allergies, like, fall does bring a different kind, but at least it's not a stupid amount like spring does, because spring, it's quite literally, like, w- you know, waves of yellow and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But for fall, it's, you know, sometimes the dry leaves will get you, sometimes it won't. So some that sometimes is what, you know, you cash in on. Sometimes um, the pumpkin spice, you know, it just yeah, gets into your airways like, and... but man i cannot tell you like i thought people were joking at work like oh yeah it's you're gonna be making a lot of pumpkin spice lattes and like i thought they were joking but oh my god i can make them in my sleep now dude like because it's been that many uh same with the frappuccino same with it you know if it has pumpkin spice in the title you know um so it is that season apparently but yeah now i also like fall for other reasons I mean, mm-hmm. it has great weather and everything like that. It looks nice usually, especially if you happen to be in the mountains like you it's, are. It's the two weeks where it's comfortable to go outside um, before it gets too cold, like around Halloween. I say too cold, but it just gets too inappropriate coldness. But yeah, as I was say, it kind of carry. They kind of carry a little bit later down in Georgia, where mm-hmm. uh, it can still be pretty warm at the beginning of fall, but the beginning of winter is still kind of like fall weather. Yeah. If you can hear those quotations I put in there. Yeah, air Um, quote, fall weather. But some of the other things I like about fall is just kind of like the culture and the the things that people just do around fall. It feels a little bit more like your community is like coming together and doing things because of things such as Halloween where, you know, the community actually like talks Mm -hmm. to each other. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Even if it's just three words, trick or and treat. I was like, guaranteed you're being incentivized by candy, but... I mean, what's what's any of the festivals like? But you know I, mean, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say you have other festivals too, and you have fairs that are commonly in the fall, uh, or at least in Georgia, you had the big Perry Fair, which is in the fall. Yeah, our national fair was in the fall, like like what two weeks in the beginning of October or something like that. And, yeah, it's usually uh, early fall, so it could still be kind of warm, but it's very fall esque in the in the feel of it. There's lots of hay bales and tractors and mm-hmm. animals and then you can go eat lots of good food corn being one of them that kind of like, makes me think of fall 
like fall is a very nostalgic season for me. Like it's like you're remembering times that you may not have participated in, admittedly, because like when have any of us done a harvest? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like we're like oh yeah, it's the time of the harvest. It's good to go outside and spend time with your community and stuff like that. When the hell have any of us done any harvesting? Like <laughs> the you know and then like. Yeah, we could, and it's like half the people, now in Georgia there is like 4-H is very big and like agricultural programs are big. So like there is that sense of like the fair is important for like show cows and like doing 4-H projects and stuff like that because the winners usually get presented there or whatever. So like I guess there is like a sense of honest to God community there. And then also like this is a big time for Kubota or somebody like that to advertise their tractors. This is the at perfect the time to buy a tractor. So you yeah. can plow your fields, no matter how small they are. We have one acre size tractors that you can go over your little yard with. <laughs> that is a big old tractor. But yeah, like no, a, I mean like a tractor for cutting one acre. So oh like yeah, there you go. A, a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, fall is pretty awesome. It also holds my favorite holiday, which is Halloween, and. Part of the reason why we didn't record this episode earlier is because we felt it was too early to talk about Halloween. And now, I would say with us knocking on the door of October, it is the perfect time because... They're selling candy corn. Yeah, they're selling candy corn. There's The Halloween superstores have opened, uh, and it it is prime time to start making Halloween plans because... It's tough to do that sometimes. And it's just everybody's excuse to dress up as whatever you know be it a lazy costume or go above and beyond like some other people you know yeah. but halloween now, before is we a... go head over heels into, yes. the, into halloween let's let's progress let's scoot through the fall and then get to halloween okay so some of my favorite things and i think uh you would agree with this is i really like to wear flannel shirts in, uh in the fall i mean and carries it, on to the winter it's hard not to it, those are just, always fun you just kind of gotta <laughs> um it's also Bonfires. boots weather. Oh yeah, it is boots weather. You can wear boots without, mm-hmm. like your ankles without sweating looking off. looking weird. <laughs> that too. Yeah, boots and boots and shorts is not a very good look. Um, Steve, very few people can pull it off. Steve Irwin. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yes, yeah, so your plaid shirts, your flannel specifically, that's very fall esque, and that's something I enjoy. I think that's something a lot of people enjoy because the flannel shirts start going on sale. <laughs> it's a very you aesthetic, uh, just the flannel shirt, boots, that kind of thing. Like, I that's that's whenever I pick, like, hmm, I'm gonna think of what Cody looks like. It's usually you are in a flannel, greenish flannel, brownish flannel shirt, uh, uh, boots of some kind, maybe some khaki pants or or jeans of some kind. You know, uh, very fall winter aesthetic. Um, I have a limited variety of uh, long sleeve shirts anyway, and my <laughs> other long sleeve shirts that are not flannel or, or button downs, I'll say, um, are probably the Goodwill or not Goodwill, <laughs> the Will Robinson t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I will say minor Goodwill long sleeves, but yeah, the Will Robinson long sleeve shirts. Um, That's a good idea. Now that I mention it, though, I should go search the Goodwills near Milledgeville and try and find every year's Will Robinson shirt. You know. If Millville every year they came out with a different color, wills. yeah. So the Will Robinson is a. This is another fall activity that would happen. Is a five k. It's like some. It's a race. It's November. Yeah, it's fall. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a 
uh, a run. It's a 5K race that uh, people participate in. It's supposed to raise money for, I guess, the police force because it's for the fallen officer. Uh, the titular Will Robinson, Will Robinson yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how it started. And I think it raises money for either the local police or local fire department or something like that now. Yeah, uh, and, and, like, in the fall, like, one of my key fall memories is, like, the weekend of the Will Robinson race where I come over, spend a night at your house, we get up at, like, 7 in the morning or whatever, and then, like, we're in the butt-ass cold weather because uh, it's good and cold at this point, and we're running, you know, just running, 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 and it's a neighborhood that we, we <laughs> would, yeah, where we would eventually grow up to cut grass in, and this was a neighborhood a lot of your friends lived in, uh, yeah, or, a lot of people live there. I and, basically, I wasn't forced to do it every year, but at GMC you got merits for doing it, and I was always a little shy on merits. So <laughs> basically avoiding military detention yeah. in high school. <laughs> uh, for short. To avoid dishonorable discharge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so that's something I fondly remember, especially like the year that it was like our parents were out of town or something like that, and then you and I still went to it and then went home, or we went and got a bucket of fried chicken from KFC oh, like yeah. like right after and then ate ourselves sick. Or at least I ate myself sick. Um It was great though. That was a good weekend. That was but, a good, you know, once every once every year KFC meal. Oh yes. And and they would have these long sleeve shirts that would have like advertisers on the back. It has like a, a deputy badge yeah, the front always the front. looks the same. It's got the same logo, but it's They're, a different color every year. Yeah, so we joked that we were collecting the, you know, the Will Robinson shirts. Um, well, I'm not joking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not joking. I I sadly have either left mine in Milledgeville or they may have got donated. I don't know, but I don't I try and, I try and ask friends in Milledgeville to go to the race for me and I just get a shirt and then I'll pay them back. <laughs> yeah, because you had to pay to participate. I guess it was just to get the shirt. Yeah, was, you don't even have to run. You can just get the shirt before the race, I think. <laughs> Either way, uh, some of my other favorite fall activities. This one you cannot or you don't necessarily associate with because you don't really hunt. But I really enjoy hunting, which is a very big fall thing, which mm-hmm. a lot of people get excited for hunting. Yeah. Uh, like, well, because the main, the main uh, one is deer hunting, which is in the fall. Yeah, I think currently we're in bow season. The next one's going to be black powder, and then it will open up to conventional rifles i believe or at least in georgia yeah that's what i'll say in georgia <laughs> yeah but that's something fun you know it's one of those things that it's weird because it's not fun if you like actually think about it. it's like oh let's get up at you know 5 a.m go out in the freezing cold and sit in a stand and wait for a deer that may not show up that may show up that may get yeah, away may that or might may not show up <laughs> you know yeah but it's just something about it. it's like oh this is something i'm doing i don't know my this father is, did that. My father's father, likely. You except know. that's not the case for me. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's not really the. I mean, my, dad my father did, did used not. To my hunt. father's father did not. <laughs> really? Oh, so you were the first in a long line to hunt. <laughs> oh, my dad's side, yeah. I. Yeah, see, I picture Ted hunting. Um, well, he does, but that's on my mom's side. Yeah, exactly. Or he did. Yeah. Um, not yeah, not with that. That I I feel like you might get your beard genetics from. Him, because uh, dude's got a big old beard. But well, technically, I'm not related to him. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's not how that works. Well, no, I think you still got it from him um, <laughs> somehow. Um, but yeah, like uh, oh, like I didn't hunt. I we, I mean, obviously, 
you know, my like my dad did, but he just kind of fell out of it when I guess I was born or something like that. I think it was kind of the case of like he sat up and was like, "So why am I doing this?" And it's cold out here. Let's let's stay home. For those same reasons I listed before, it's like this isn't exactly fun. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, Dear Me is very good. Um, so I I usually enjoy the benefits of others hunting. I enjoy the prosper from mm-hmm. others yes. hunting. <laughs> I might not do it myself. I am that asshole in the hunter-gatherer community that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it. But yes, I will enjoy your bounty. Hmm. I pick some, some fruit. I don't know if they're poisonous or not, but... <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm just a dumb... It's also kind of nice, like, knowing that you're, like where your food came from and everything. And I think going through that process of hunting, you have more respect for the food. Yeah. Like, I, f- I would feel terrible if the power went out and all the, the meat went bad. I would feel terrible just knowing, you know, what that came from. Whereas a lot of people, they just buy their meat from the grocery store mm-hmm. and they have no perspective i would say yeah the context is could be lost from just buying it you know like yeah yeah so that's, i think that's a good perspective to have i think they'd be upset too but it's more like i spent how much on chicken nuggets and they're yeah. all spoiled like i i have my heart pretty broken if my bagel bites uh thaw you know but bagel bites don't go bad just popping them up <laughs> they're just really hard to hunt you know like they just fly around at such a high speed that I just feel really bad for the people who harvest them and hunt them. You basically them. have to hunt it like Harry Potter. You get on a broomstick and you're chasing <laughs> it like it's the snitch, and you have to grab it. And and that's just one. <laughs> you just get one from that. And the boxes come in nines at least, so. Yeah. Whew, tough work. Like, yeah, it's tough work. You know, shout out to all of our bagel bite hunter gatherers, uh, uh, seekers, I guess, uh, since we're going with the Harry Potter uh, <laughs> path. But yeah, it's so. That's another uh, fall activity. Really, just so kind of like shooting in general is like, kind of like fall activity for me. Like, this, yeah, because usually because it's nice weather, you don't have like mosquitoes flying around you, biting you out. Like, yeah, you're not sweating your dang dong off. It's also like a so, fall is usually like when folks come home for like vaca- uh, not really vacation, but just like oh Thanksgiving or something like that. And if there's, I mean, what else is there to do in the middle Generally of nowhere? But kind of shoot a gun in your backyard you know like that's kind of a thing we do here in the rural south and that was i mean that's something i looked forward to um that's that could also be extrapolated to christmas break as well uh because you know somebody break so i mean (laughs) shoot just give me 20 minutes um but yeah um i really like uh the idea of bonfires we're actually planning one I, I was about to say, the other we, enjoyable like uh, thing to do in the rural south in the fall would be bonfires, yeah. Just nothing quite like getting a big pile of, you know, either leaves, sticks, or garbage, whatever, uh, just depending <laughs> on, like, what your neighborhood's like. And Preferably not uh, lead-contaminating garbage. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> and, uh, Get a good and, tire. And just... <laughs> <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. But, uh, and, and just, like... Setting on fire and just hanging out. Like once you get old, like once you get to be about college age, bonfires are, tend to be synonymous with sitting around drinking beer while listening to that asshole play Wonderwall thirty times. But uh, like, it's 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 good fun. Like just sitting around and it's kind of a community thing where it's just you're not really. I mean, what are you gonna do? Watch the fire? Yeah, probably. It's also kind of dark enough, so if you have a lady friend or a fellow friend you might have some time for some indiscriminate hand holding um and you know just 
chilling. And and you know, like this is also good s'mores time. Uh, I am now a pretty big fan of s'mores, just kind of in general. So you still I, need I, to I, try the Reese cup s'mores. Replace your Hershey with uh, ooh, Reese cup. Oh yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, um, as you need to go like, buy some now. Like with Caitlin and I, like we we raked the other day, and now. We've already had, like, a big pile of sticks and stumps and stuff that, like, have apparently lived at this house for a while. And we were just like, man, where are we going to put all these leaves? Because it was a stupid amount. And <laughs> we just got the tarp and just made a big old leaf castle right on top of the pile of sticks and stuff. So we are very excited. Talking about probably um, having over some coworkers or whatever to, you know, light that bad boy up and just, you know. I, I, that's it. Like, you know, bonfire. And just right in the front yard. <laughs> but, well, speaking um, of making things over the bonfire, there was a time where we made cookies. Oh, that's right. The the <laughs> sugar and pine we straw cookies. We were very and, young. And also I made that fire. That's right. You uh you had bought That's also something that's a fun. survival knife. A bear, bear grills. grills, yeah. Um <laughs> branded survival knife. And you sat out there for god knows how long trying to start that fire. But you did it. I I, I I can't give you too much crap about it. You did wind up starting it. Yeah, and now that I kind of know, because it was like basically experimenting, but now I kind of know how I should do it to catch the embers and everything. So yeah, I you literally like faster. had purchased it and then yeah, just walked no outside with it. <laughs> like, I don't even remember if we were planning to bonfire or not. Maybe it was, and you just kind of walked ahead of your father. <laughs> just like <laughs> ah no nah, i got this dad and just like got, we don't we don't need bick okay <laughs> yeah you don't need to bring this mr bick in here don't keep the propane thrower away i got this and you said yeah, uh, a, a little like normal charcoal grill lighter in my dad's case but then your dad's case is <laughs> hook up hook up the freaking hose to a uh, propane tank and basically use it like a flamethrower <laughs> Yeah, so not a water hose, obviously, but yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it is a thing called a propane thrower, which is very, or at least that's what I call it, because that's what it does. It's equi- it's the equivalent of like a gas line attached to a. Oh, it looks like a, it looks like a game show microphone, like the wand essentially, and there's a tin can at the end of it. And I mean, like this is just describing what it looks like. Obviously, functionally, it's very different. And you attach it to a, a <laughs> propane tank, like Cody said, and you take a lighter. And, I mean, you open it up, and it's like, and then you light it, and then all of a sudden, you now have a cloud of flame coming out of it. And it is the very easy way to start a bonfire if you're if you're just having some trouble getting it started. Uh, literally, there are times where we're sitting there trying with lighters and fat lighter and stuff like that, you know, trying to do it, you know, God's way. And then Dad's like, "Here!" and just like hooks it up and sticks the can down in the bottom and just, <laughs> and we had a big old bonfire going in like less than a few seconds, and we we're like. That's what's up. This is this is how you do it down here. <laughs> I'll say other other fun ways would it's be a like power move. a bunch of gasoline on it and then make a little line going off to the side, light the line, and you that's always fun because you get kind of like that little mini shock wave where it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, sawdust getting like handfuls of sawdust and throwing it in. It makes you feel <laughs> like a like a, a you're about to tell a story, a magical tale. Like, come, my children, gather around the fire, and we will. I will tell you the story <laughs> of whoosh. Aladdin. I, Aladdin, ah, and then like <laughs> throw the sawdust over the fire and like, like dramatically. And since we have a wood shop around the house, you can imagine we had a lot of sawdust, sawdust sitting around. 
It's so, always good to have like a big stump or something, so then you can put something on there that lasts a while. But or we even should finish the cookie story before we get to. Oh, that. that's right. <laughs> we were uh, we just wanted cookies. I don't I don't really remember what else the inspiration was. You know. Well, we wanted to cook it over the fire, though. Yeah, we wanted to cook something over the fire, and we had sugar cookies. So we did. We brought out a pan, put mm-hmm. them on there, but it was dark. And, and things got rustled and tussled. Yeah. And let's just say these sugar cookies had sprinkles on them. Yeah. But they don't come with sprinkles. Pine straw. Turns out it was little bits of like pine straw, ash. Yeah. Stuff like that. Dirt, probably. <laughs> I mean, statistically. And we also singed the the holy hell out of your mom's oven mitts. Um, so, oops. Yeah. <laughs> those were like black. <laughs> yeah. We, we threw those out. Yeah, it was dark, so we couldn't see what we were doing in our child hands uh didn't need to be in the fire even though we were bound and determined to basically do just that uh i remember we like made a small little oven area like we siphoned off some of the bonfire into a little circle of um cinder blocks because like the big fire was a bit too crazy to work with you know but Mm -hmm. uh our our um our, our fire pit if you will uh was the perfect spot to cook uh oh i'll say perfect but you know Appropriate spot to cook <laughs> cookies, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they made like baked potatoes over the bonfire that night or something. Yeah, I feel like we had to have gotten inspiration from something, you know. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go ahead and guess here that your one of your favorite things about fall is apple cider. Dude, it is. That is such a good assessment. I really like apple drinks and apple flavored stuff and just apples in general i am a big proponent of that good good fruit and uh, i still remember one time i visited you during fall mm-hmm. and your roommate had actually like made some apple cider like it was on the stove and everything that was good yeah and that's and you were still asleep so i went and i took my cup of apple cider went down to the creek was yeah. skipping rocks and everything until you got done <laughs> sleeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, and that was also the same year that with uh, Gold Rush, which was the big fall festival in Dahlonega, where like 20,000 people come to this very small, not very well facilitated for 20,000 people uh, amount, you know, town. And uh, our grocery store was selling these big jugs of, like, glass jugs of apple cider. And uh, it was. And you had to shake it up because, like, the you could see the cinnamon build up down at the bottom. It was that was some good shit, dude. Like, it was a very good investment. Um, like, I love apple cider. I love making it. We kind of have a apple cider adjacent drink at Starbucks, uh, the uh, caramel apple spice. Um, we actually steam the apple, uh, the apple juice that goes into it. So it's a very, hmm. very. Uh, aromatic drink to make um smells very good now speaking of which i think i saw at target that they are now selling like a apple cider in a keurig cup thing oh very cool yeah so if we try to find a target we'll let you know yeah (laughs) so i think that pretty much sums up the things that we enjoy most about fall do you Mm -hmm. have anything to add i mean there's like hay rides that's more associated with halloween i would say yeah, like, um, or at least in our experience with hayrides in that, like, I think in our test episode, we had a difficult time coming up with a time that we had been on a hayride that wasn't related to Halloween in the least bit. To and from the Perry Fair from the parking lot. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's it, the only other thing I can think the of. The trolley Or maybe, service. like, if you're taking a hayride through a pumpkin patch or something. I do remember doing that, like, one time when I was really little. Yeah. Which pumpkins? We didn't talk about pumpkins. Those are the most festive of fruits. Gourd? It's got seeds on the inside, so fruit. Uh, just definitely of gourds. Yeah, it's a gourd. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's got seeds on the inside, but it's definitely not a good fruit. You know, it's not something that you enjoy to bite into. That's for sure. But they are the most festive of the fruits if they are considered a fruit. I don't see anybody else carving stuff out of other. Why don't we carve out of watermelons? That'd be pretty interesting. Uh, hmm. Because people eat that. Probably <laughs> flies. I think flies like watermelon more than they like pumpkin. Which I mean, same. That's probably true. But so, yeah, <laughs> uh, pumpkins and jack o' lanterns, they were the last things. Well, jack o' lanterns fall under. How many? Well, do you so. actually. <laughs> do you still, like, uh, make jack o' lanterns or anything? Just, like, now that we're kind of, like, up and out of the house, you know, like, kind of like. You know, now that we're away from, like, family, it's one of the. Something that you, you don't really think about is coming up with your own traditions or, like, maintaining old ones. Uh, we could probably have. That actually might be a Christmas centric episode <laughs> for us, but um, I I so, don't yeah. I don't do any jack o' lanterns anymore or anything like that. I just I see it as a waste of a good pumpkin. You I know don't I mean? either, but I don't think like we never really did it as that much in my household. Like mm-hmm. we made some jack o' lanterns like every once in a while, but. It wasn't like a huge family process where everyone's involved or something. Yeah, it's it's just like, like Easter egg every other year, like maybe we would make a jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. And by we, I mean like dad would probably clean out the guts of the pumpkin and mom would probably carve it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would be like, that's a jack-o'-lantern. I'm standing next to it. That's right. Here I am. <laughs> so Pretty I, much I don't how think that was a big it. tradition for us, but other things that may have been different for us than other people is that... I don't particularly remember too many times where we actually went trick or treating in the in the traditional sense of you go around in your neighborhood and go get candy. Yeah, I mean that's also directly attributed to us neither of us really living in a neighborhood. Um yeah, yeah. So where we would get our candy is either from like a Halloween party that we might be invited to uh or- we, we actually would drive you tagged along with us on a few of these i'll say there was like at least one year where i think i went along and y'all went to a neighborhood right we went to uh gordon we would go over to the nearest town and a lot of the businesses before trunk or treat was really a big thing a lot of the businesses would hand out kids uh candy whoa they just handed out kids i guess no they (laughs) handed out candy to the kids and there was one year where um you me and uh john stamos uh, went in costume and such. We were yeah, you, you were, were dressed like a dinosaur, right? There's many years where I was a dinosaur. No, uh, I don't remember if I was a dinosaur that year. I don't even. I mean, there's one Batman. specific dinosaur costume that I'm thinking of, and it's actually in my closet right now. Yeah, I, that was one year I was a dinosaur. I do remember that, and that is and now. I have it now. Yeah, but I don't ever remember being the dinosaur. Yeah, no, I don't remember you being a dinosaur either, to be honest. I yeah. want that back then. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. So, and if you're in high school, they always had home. Like, if you had a homecoming thing, mm-hmm. they had. Well, at GMC, they had dress down days where you could do things, but they had themes like oh, '70s day or blah blah blah. Yeah. Generally, one of them was Halloween or costume because it's near Halloween. Yeah, and I do remember being Batman one time. 
Nice. That was a good outfit. Maybe I'll post a picture. Yeah, I think there was one year I was Batman as well, but I was extremely young. Um, Because I remember, like, I think a family member had made my bat belt or whatever. You know, Um, the only costume I really remember wearing is one time I was a rat or a mouse. I I don't even remember that one. Wow. Well, I didn't go trick-or-treating with that one. That one's one where we went to the church and we did the trunk-or-treating thing. Oh, you must have been real little then, huh? Yeah, and then I remember mom was like overhyped about this because I was a little rat or a mouse, and uh, she would give me things of string cheese to carry around. Oh, uh, she had and a theme. Like, real, real good there. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a good one, mom. <laughs> I mean, it's no, cute. But, uh, but yeah, we didn't go trick-or-treating in the traditional sense, I would say. Mm. Also, something that has changed is when we were younger, we were the ones who were going and getting the candy, but now we're in the spot where technically we should be giving the candy if we are in a neighborhood. And now me, uh, as of last year, last year was my first year living in an actual like neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we were actually expecting trick-or-treaters, so I went out and bought candy, and that was a lot of fun because I've never had the experience of having people knock on the door for candy. That was actually, it was right after that where we recorded our original test episode do you remember that like when we were testing out our audio like it is because ah. you dropped the major news on me because you we were both talking about like halloween sorta i talked about how i was working and then you were talking about how you were handing out candy all right yeah um <laughs> so yeah there's a little bit of catch up with crab legs history there i guess um free for free, you didn't even have to <laughs> wait for the behind the behind the music for it. Um, Special DVD VH1 presents um, podcast deal, but, I guess. Um, but hmm. yeah, that's something that was really fun that I never got to experience. Now, have you ever? I mean, I don't think you've ever really lived in a neighborhood where you've given out candy, have you? Last year would have been it, and I don't think we had many walkers. Admittedly, if we did, I think Caitlin may have passed out candy. You had people dressing up like, uh, like walkers from The Walking Dead. <laughs> ha ha, and no, but um, I don't remember. I was working that night, so um, I don't remember if we had any people coming by. I remember I joked that I was a priest because my uniform at work was all black, and I got like a little paper. <laughs> bit from a, a menu and I like folded it over my um my polo so to look like the collar because I, I I really like yeah. I really like celebrating Halloween but I never really seem to have plans because like you know people are like oh we might have plans or whatever and then I'm like okay cool and either I think of a costume and nothing ever comes out of it as in like there winds up not being any plans or I like okay well when I get plans I'll make a costume and then it literally is like the night of and I'm like shit like see I'm not all I'm not for dressing up anymore it's like too much effort for me uh, so the most I'll do is wear like grown up I don't even <laughs> know you anymore man if it's like warm I'll wear a short sleeve green button down and maybe some like khaki shorts and be like oh I'm Steve Irwin yeah. Uh-huh. Or, <laughs> you know, something like that where I can just wear normal clothes and then just say somebody's name and they'll be like, oh, okay. So you sure. Got to effort. But you, That's on the other weak. hand, now, you shit. do cons. So you you have definitely gone, what most people would say, overboard about doing costumes. I mean, costumes. Not for Halloween, fun. necessarily. 
Yeah. And it's not like overboard because it's for a con, I guess. But yeah, like it's, if you were it's to apply that to amount. a Halloween costume, that would be overboard. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like one thing is that we now have easy to use. You know, like if I wanted to maybe go as the Winter Soldier for Halloween, I could um, because I have I have a very elaborate one or i say very elaborate but i have an elaborate one but i also have a dress down where basically i just have a shirt that is the pattern of his thing like his arm on the sleeve and stuff like that so it's actually kind of casual so like i could go as like the winter soldier or i could go as luigi just because like of you know just previous con work uh so if anything it's easier to do costumes now but also depending on how much work and how much money you put into your cosplay you may not want to wear it on halloween where if you're going to a party it might get spilt on or you know whatever in some way yeah just you don't want it messed up because you know uh cosplay ain't cheap and uh yeah so i just like remember one halloween where you did do something in the delonica square and i was trying to remember what you were what you dressed up as i didn't go to it but yeah so i'm sure you told me at some point that was uh we it was a couple friends and i we decided that you know we wanted to do something for Halloween. We weren't sure if there were going to be any plans. And we were like, well, we don't really want to have a party because those tend to get a little out of hand. And we don't really know who else is going to be able to come and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Let's just go trick-or-treating at the bars around town. And just, like, and like, and we called it the Gold Mile because Dahlonega's an old mining town and... We just wanted to kind of have a... They were going to graduate that year, so this was kind of like a big hurrah type thing. And we decided we were going to do it in costume. And, like, we made some rules that you can't do any, like, I'm a nudist on strike, or I'm a little kitty cat, or, like, you know, some... (laughs) None of the lame costumes that I would do. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a big thing. Like, I purposely was like, I don't want to see any bullshit costumes. I want some, like, legit costumes, like, uh... Let's see. The girl that Ben was dating at the time, John Stamos was dating at the time, uh, went as a witch and actually like made her own broom, like out of reeds and stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, John went as um, I think Alex from what is that movie? A Clockwork Orange, um, which was really cool. Like got like a glove and like a bowler hat and the white suit and stuff like that. Um, another friend of ours went as a different friend of ours, which was hilarious. Um, this friend was studying to go into law. So what he did was he just wore a suit, got a blonde wig and carried around a law uh, book (laughs) and like would sit there and read like, I gotta do my homework. And then he would like, uh, this friend would exclusively drink like Bud Light Platinum's. So, mm-hmm. like, he would purposely only order Bud Light Platinums and go, like, you really taste, you really taste the, the, the quality in these. And then after, like, drinking, like, one and a half of them, he would, like, lay his head down on the bar for, like, 20 minutes. Uh, when you when you break it down like that, it kind of sounds like we're giving this other friend a lot of shit, and you're right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was a pretty, oh, man, we ate that up. It was such a, and the whole thing was, like, we were going to hit all the bars in town. Which wound up being like 10. I think it was like, you said 13 or something? Yeah. You only go to all 13. Yeah, we weren't able to go to all 13 because like there were some of them that legitimately were just like, we're going to be open. And then we walked up and they were closed. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this one's off. And the only rule was that you had to have one drink at each location. But that also kind of fell off the rails because the whole thing was like, 
this was an endurance game. It wasn't a get totally trashed game. Did it turn into that? Yes. But uh, that's because some of us, John, uh, <laughs> just decided to start having a few extra drinks at the bars, and it just got a little out of hand. Um, but it was an extremely fun night. Like, I went as Mad Max. Uh, like, I made a little, uh, like, I had a Nerf blaster double barrel shotgun that I sawed down. I went and got some uh, old, like I went to Goodwill and got some uh, football pads that I cut up and turned into his shoulder armor. I thrifted a leather jacket that I cut the sleeve off of. I put a lot of work into it. Like, it wasn't like, I wouldn't call it cosplay quality, but like, it was a pretty darn good Halloween costume. It was a lot of fun. Like, I got a knee brace. I was specifically Max from The Road Warrior, the second of the two movies, so he had the knee brace Obviously, and all that. the better of the two, right? Well, there's four, uh, but... Whatever. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> this, the second one is the one that premiered in the United States, so it would be his more iconic of his cost or his outfits. Um, but, yeah, like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, oh, my gosh, it was... And, like, we had some friends of ours, like uh, John Stamos and his uh, now fiance Jane Stamos, uh, or soon-to-be Stamos, uh, where they came up from Atlanta. Uh, you know this, John, Cody. Uh, he also went to SPSU with you. Um, and he... Oh, okay. He, like, I had a um, a leather cowboy holster, and, like, we got some flannel, and I had a... And he had a cowboy hat, and he was like, I'm Sheriff Woody, you know, and uh, um, Jane came in... Uh, Munchkin regalia, like uh, the rat on a stick and a duck of doom, you know, like the the game Munchkin. Yeah, yeah, and the outrageous like uh, witty little weapons or armor that they had. Yeah, and and she was like, yeah, I'm a human Fun game. fighter. A little quick short uh, shout out. You should play it if you haven't. Yeah, it's if you like uh, role playing games, or if you may not know if you like. And it's a very games, very light version of it. Yeah, it's very cut and dry. It's a lot of fun. Um. But, yeah, it's actually kind of what got me into doing more intense role-playing games. But uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's a very quirky game, and which translated into this uh, Halloween costume. Uh, but it wound up, it snowed that night. It was just a very fun evening, a very great Halloween. Uh, it snowed that night. Yeah, it snowed a little bit. Yeah, we were going to McDonald's, and... Uh, Remind me if we ever have a topic about snow or like the mountains in like wintertime or something. Mm-hmm. Remind me to bring up a topic. I know this means nothing to you now. Just just remind me. <laughs> oh man, I hope I remember. Just say a topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, re- remember that cryptic me- message you told me? Uh, that I guess. Um, this goes for the audience too. If we do one of those and we and you know he doesn't remind me, just like comment on the Facebook and be like, you were supposed to tell a story. We're expecting a lot. <laughs> We're expecting a lot out of the story that you have given us no detail. I guess snow is a detail. <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess that really bring, begs the question. You got any Halloween plans this year? Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to handing out candy to mm-hmm. the local children a street, on the street again. This will be my second You're time. going to wear a, a sweater fun. with a warm glass of apple cider on a rocking chair up front or something, old man. Either that, or I'll probably be doing <laughs> schoolwork, and then I'll have to go out there every time the doorbell rings. But last year, I just I just gave out like uh, I had a bunch of fun size candy. I tell them to take two or three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think I'm going to do it differently. So if there's anybody on this street who's listening, <laughs> uh, 
here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy some like full-size candy bars or maybe even some king-size ones and then the fun-size ones, right? And you yeah. always buy candy that you like just in case you have extra so you can Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, no, excuse. it is a fool's game to get candy that you ain't going to eat. Like, yeah, like who's who are going out you there getting kidding? like the cheapo, like weird brand candy, like the the colored Tootsie Rolls? I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> or you could just develop a taste for them because there's too many on the no. bottom of the bag. <laughs> so, so that would be me. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to buy some big ones and the fun size ones. Mm-hmm. And then every time a group comes that has like, you can tell they're like siblings or something. Yeah. Like two or three siblings. I'll be like, oh, okay, which one of you is the oldest? And then I'm going to give them two or three of the fun size. Probably just one or two, actually. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, okay, now who's who's the middle or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do that all the way down to them. I'm be like, who's the youngest? And the youngest one, I'm going to give the king size or the regular size candy bar. Man, you're going to make that kid's day. Are you doing that because you never got the king size? Because no, I just we would take f- it from you? I'm kidding. I thought it would be fun, but I also I, it could backfire on him. His mm. older siblings could just beat him up and take it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> see, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but that's enjoyable to think about, too. No, well, I, I imagine it as a fun beating him up. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> that that it'll be fun for the older siblings too, you know, like Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun for that kid for like 20 minutes and then when they pass down the street, it'll be fun for the older siblings now. Um but we don't condone sibling bullying on the show. Just want to be very quick and clear about that. Hence um, why John Stamos isn't on this show. Yeah, cuz <laughs> if if he was on the show, we would have to say one of us does. Uh, yeah, he he always messed with Bob Saget and the other guy. Yeah, and Dave Dave, <laughs> Dave Coulier. Um, I don't know their character names. I don't remember either. Either actually. way, I figured we could round off this episode, right? Mm. And I'm gonna round it off with something for our listeners. So let's go back and forth. Uh, let's start, and uh, we're gonna do different age groups, right? And we're gonna list some fun ideas to do for Halloween that may not be the traditional thing for Halloween. Okay. Uh, just to list some ideas of what people can do, you know? Get them ready for Halloween. Uh-huh. Or this just is like just a fall general fall thing in the end of October or something. You know? It doesn't different... necessarily have to be Halloween. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the rules of this game. Uh, so I'm going to say an age group. We're going to say very young children. So this like would be like for the parents who have, like, babies to toddlers. What do you uh-huh. think those parents should do? Um, Let's see. Fall-based activities Stay or Halloween? <laughs> Stay at home. No. Um, either one. Either one. This could be Halloween or fall activity. Okay. They if should you, do if sometime you, in October. If you have a baby, like I'm saying, baby to toddler, like they're not conscious yet. Cute, so don't go overboard. Cute Halloween costume. Take them trick-or-treating. That way you get the candy mm. and you get to show off your kid. Like that's, I feel like that's kind of a no-brainer. I was going to say something I would say easiest for, like, a young couple with a young baby. You know, obviously they're not really going to remember the costumes, so go ahead and pick out something cute that, you know, probably yeah, the like, wife, like no pu- offense, puppy wants dog. to see. And then take the picture for y'all. This is for y'all, not for the kid. Or to black, or not blackmail, but to mess with the kid when he has a girlfriend slash boyfriend or whatever and be like, look, she's dressed like a, a sunflower, right? And I would say At the it's very probably, least, you can use it for the grad ad if they still do those in the future, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. And then I would say just go to a, just go to a, a general festival where you can enjoy something and just show off your baby in the costume, kind of like what you said, maybe a church festival, or a like trunk a, or treat, yeah, something like that. But otherwise, I wouldn't go overboard because your kid's not going to remember it. So now we're going to say young children from like say four to ten or twelve, right? Four to ten or twelve. That would be a find a neighborhood if you don't live in one, and go trick or treating. 
like honest to god trick-or-treating this is the prime trick-or-treating era yeah if you can do that i would say trick-or-treating is a very traditional option and something that i think everybody should experience at least once but i do remember as a kid i always got invited to one of my friend's halloween parties where we would always be like hang out for a while maybe there'd be a bonfire or whatever mm. but then we would also end up playing like either hide and seek or manhunt or something when it got dark and that was always fun yeah that's see that's that's something i would pull towards 11 or older i think because like true in true. that weird age where you're not sure you're like i don't think i can go trick or treating I want to do something fun. I'm still at an age that still enjoys to have fun. You know, that weird grace period where you're like, I really want to do this, but I don't. That ostrichization <laughs> period. Uh, <laughs> where you turn into an ostrich. You have a really long neck, but you, you got really fast all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah, but when like you get your body, scared, you just like throw your head into the ground. <laughs> your body's going through a lot of changes. Your voice changes. And it, gets, it gets deeper. Your body starts changing. You turn into an ostrich. But uh, it it's just like, like I, I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead of the game to like the 11 and older crowd. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm gonna revise my answer and say maybe it'd be nice because this is still kind of a very parent-oriented thing. If you don't go trick or treating in a local neighborhood, maybe like you and some other parents kind of uh, plan this little small Halloween thing where you have a very small tame wildfire or wildfire, <laughs> a very tame wildfire. Okay, yeah, it's just only burn a down only acres. part of the neighborhood. Um, a very small tame bonfire where you like very supervised and help them make s'mores and stuff like that. Like a small. Uh, they wear costumes or whatever. Something small like you know five ten kids or whatever. Yeah, and like have like maybe bobbing for apples. This is also like with yeah, within yeah, your means like. Good. Like, now in the era of Pinterest, nobody has any excuse to not have any ideas for stupid shit like this. Like, and if you don't have much money, find a rich couple yeah. that also has a kid your age and Full make stop. your kids be friend with that kid yeah. and be like, hey, don't you want to invite my kid to your awesome Halloween party that you're planning? Yeah. We'll bring... Networking is important. We'll bring apples. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll bring the water. Um, that, <laughs> for the bobbing for the apples. Bobbing you, apples. You provide the apples, we'll bring the water. Yeah, we know how hard it is to They're get good water. They're not even floating. It was a, they were, you know, that's as much water as I could get out of the water fountain in uh, 30 minutes. Bobbing for rocks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. No. So, okay, so now we'll go ahead to the 11 to, say, 15 range. Yeah, that's this is the get friends together for, like, Halloween-adjacent stuff. Uh, something and like maybe if, you're growing out of the trick or treating, out of the costumes, and maybe it's ironic you grow be, out of it, but then you'll grow back into it later. Oh yeah, I mean that's pretty much anything. Like it's just not cool to do anything when you're a teenager. So when you get to be like a young adult and you realize you don't want yourself to be out there yet, like that's kind of the stage where I'm at now, where it's like, oh man, why, why did I? get too old for Pokemon and stuff like that. Now I don't care about like, anyone's yeah, opinion. I don't I'm care. I'm basically a grumpy old man. Yeah. Like, except I'm still enjoying things, I guess. But, uh, yeah, like, doing Halloween-adjacent things and, like, this could also come at the risk of, without proper, like, maybe parental supervision or maybe with the wrong crowd that can go into shenanigans. Because, uh, like, shenanigans is also Halloween-adjacent. This is, like, the going around town and throwing eggs and stuff like that. But I really don't know anybody <laughs> who does that. So, like, I don't no. know how much of that is a myth or not. Um, and I would say that's a little bit more in the older age group. For this one, I, I also imagine if you have younger siblings, maybe you could use this opportunity when they're having, like, their mini little Halloween thing. Maybe they have a hayride to scare them. Yeah. That's always fun to do when you have little siblings. Yeah, do the job that will, like, entice the 
like make the hayride better, but your parents might not be willing to do because your parents don't want know to the pretend. hayride route, hide and then pop out and scare the little kids. Yeah, uh, you know, just I guess something like that. Uh, now for the teenager, teenager range, it, I would say this is your opportunity to do very illegal stuff. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean. But generally, this is the opportunity where people probably Halloween parties in their later high school years where they it's a good oppor- a good possibility where a lot of teenagers probably got introduced into alcohol. What? 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 But you could also just have fun, just go to a bonfire. Yeah, like most of the Halloween things that I did when I was a teenager, if I did anything, was like uh, like one of the band parents was having a Halloween co- party or something like that. And like... That's just what most of the band kids would do is just go to that party or show up at the party or, you know, be doing something else. And, like, I happen to be friends that did live in neighborhoods, so, like, I would go over there and do some of their Halloween crap, you know? Like, yeah. And it was still pa- party-centric, but it was, like, not quite, like... Like, we were a very musical bunch, so I remember one year, like, literally it was... They were... Some of them had their band, and they were playing. And they would play, like... Halloween esque songs like it it was it was it was fun like nothing yeah. nothing too crazy obviously um then there's other like Halloween parties where like the 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 bonfire with the indiscriminate hand holding and stuff like that like you know that was pretty fun too um so like so that's kind of my theme yeah, so now I'd say the last couple age groups, you have the college age. This is a good time where you can go out. Yeah. To, maybe you can go out to some bars or whatever for Halloween. If you are, you can still just stick around a bonfire. There's some overlap. If right? you are of legal drinking age, illegal drinking age, you go to a friend's house. And yeah, that would then what happens idea. happens. I would not recommend but, going out because this <laughs> is a very high traffic drinking night, and in a college town. It's true. They're looking for folks to bust. Like this, I mean, like that's kind of that's a no-brainer to me. But don't risk it. D- yeah, don't risk it for no kind of biscuit. But um, <laughs> except for Chick Fil A, if you are, I mean, there you go. But Chick Fil A might be open. They wouldn't ask you to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. They just give you a biscuit. Yeah, uh, well, for as long as you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now that being said, if you're of legal drinking age, a golden mile. If you're in a town that where you can walk it, and you have a, a few like-minded individuals. Do that. Remember to, to, to not do anything stupid. Yeah, make sure you got a DD or an Uber if you're available to do that. Like, we had a DD, and we, as much as I said it broke bad, it actually was a very fun, very memorable night, and it was a lot. It was a good night. It was a lot of, you know, it was good. This, now, I think this, this group year, has I don't know some, what to do. This group has some overlap, I would say, with the young adult group, mm-hmm. as in, like, late, you know, early to late 20s i would say there's some overlap here and also i think you know at this point in your life it's also a good time just to like stay in and just do whatever yeah just hang out it doesn't even have to be halloween you, oriented you, you might be out. working this night so like if your work <laughs> allows it then dress up if you're not working you might not have plans because you've got a paper due the next day i've done both of these in which you just kind of sadly dress up at home and i mean like not like in full-on costume but just like I think one year I just had like a flannel shirt and I put a red bandana in my hair. I'm like, look, I'm Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, I'm or gonna- maybe go to like a more, uh, I guess, casual Halloween event. Because 
if you're working, you may not be able to control your schedule. But there's Halloween events at all times. There's some in the middle of the day with and, churches and festivals like that. You and if you're fair. on a college campus, there's very likely something going on. Like, I know our yeah. school held trunk or treats for the town that it was in. So, or even for your more you know. tame sports bar type places, you can probably go there and they might have a Halloween themed like uh, uh, trivia night or bingo or something. Even that might be something interesting because you don't you haven't done it before. Like I've never done a trivia night or a really or a bingo night or Dude, anything like that. We have because I always thought they were kind of lame, but uh, I kind of want to. Bingo's fun, dude. Now I've always been really tempted at Pickle Barrel in Milledgeville. I know they do uh, like a poker night, and I've always wanted to do that. There was one. Poker's also fun. That would be a fun yeah. uh, fall, Halloween kind of activity if you don't want to do anything, anything Halloween related. You can just play, uh, have a poker night or something. One, uh, we've done like Halo night. Game night, <laughs> Halo nights. Like, it's, there's really, I mean, you can do anything with Halloween candy or a, like a low budget costume, and it's a Halloween. Yeah, you can thing. have the mixed bag of fun sized candies, play those with the poker. Or candy corn or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun take on it, I guess. But Like, anything's think, a Halloween thing. I think that pretty much wraps up the content for this episode. I think so, too. But we are going to do the uh, Pop-Tart Challenge. Yes. Oh, and the last way to spend your Halloween, the last great way to spend your Halloween, regardless of age, even if you're a toddler, is to listen to KWC Podcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all day. All, all, all of our episodes and with a nice hot plate bowl Cup even apple cider a- apple cider and then a, a bowl of pop tarts obviously or the uh, pop tarts with the ice cream yeah for dessert yeah. and for dinner pop tarts ketchup with crab legs oh yeah yeah more pop tarts too <laughs> all right so let's cut to the pop tarts yes here we are folks mm. we have just mm. <laughs> turns out mm. we don't have the pop tarts and you're gonna have to catch up with <laughs> us for three pop tart sessions next week no just kidding oh uh, <laughs> could you imagine recording that session breakfast Ugh. lunch and dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there you go we've imagined it <laughs> so all right so. we do have the pop tart challenge with you today and this one is brown sugar cinnamon versus chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookie, cookie dough, dough. Now, if you remember, chocolate chip cookie dough, we had been bitten a couple times by some bad dessert-flavored Pop-Tarts that were way too overpowering. Mm-hmm. The diabetes but just came one, through right in the first mouthful, right? Yeah, but chocolate chip cookie dough was a very pleasant surprise in it being a, a rather quality Pop-Tart. So it being stacked against brown sugar cinnamon is kind of ambitious, actually. Yeah, it is ambitious. That's definitely the... Uh, top seed the big competitor that everyone's looking out for and now we bit into them you know what cole you go over yours first okay brown brown sugar cinnamon i mean i've already talked about it i've talked about it plenty at length i don't feel like i gotta keep going with it we know where my heart lies i love the brown sugar cinnamon chocolate chip cookie dough is a very surprisingly good pop tart and it's very it it would be unprofessional for me to ignore that. But I'm gonna ignore it. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore it. No. Uh it's just oh man, like uh, you feel bad that chocolate chip cookie dough like, got put up against it. I do, because like it's it's a good Pop Tart. It's like legitimately it like it may my surprise might be hard to understand by folks who haven't been eating about mm, I don't know a hundred pop tarts in the past three months, but like 
like you said, like we've been stung so much, and like by new flavors, I don't really think we've found a new flavor that we've really enjoyed, like enjoyed, enjoyed, and like that sucks. Chocolate chip cookie dough, however, however, has been the complete exception and been a phenomenal pop tart. It's got a very good texture. It's got very good thickness. It's a good dough. It's a good backing. It's and it's up against brown sugar and cinnamon. Now we were discussing the texture, and we were actually commenting on how the the texture and the thickness and the uh, just the overall feel of the filling for the chocolate chip cookie dough is what we desired from peanut butter. You keep saying we. I mean, I okay. You were. I guess I speak were, for myself. <laughs> You were you were the one who brought it up, and then when you explained this, then I hopped on board. I do want to be clear. Like, okay. Well, you know, what, I want to give what? you the credit to that thought process because that's given me a lot of credit. That I don't think I deserve. But uh, so I was so, thinking that because the peanut butter ones was more like a little like is it's kind of like thin. an oily paste thing that just got yeah. spread on there. Yeah. The, and and like, now the peanut and, butter one was a lot better than the chocolate peanut butter one. I'll give it that. Yeah. That one tasted like some kind of bad mixture of Nutella and peanut butter that didn't work right. It yeah, it was more reminiscent to Nutella, and to me, no. Like I'm not really a fan of Nutella either. Oh, speaking so, of like, which, here's a good idea for Pop Tarts, Kellogg's. You should hook up with Nutella, and make a Nutella Pop Tart. I'm not saying I would enjoy it, but you would get a lot of sales at least initially. Just the branding alone, yeah. See, Nutella uh, you won't Pop get it from me. That's a fad. That's that's going to get you more than th- bacon Pop Tarts. I guarantee that. Oh my god, that's so nasty of an idea. But people um, would do it. Anyway, let's keep going. So it it's kind of like when strawberry was put up against brown sugar and cinnamon to me. Like two powerhouse pop tarts and we can only leave with one. But this is a surprising powerhouse pop tart. We weren't expecting yeah. this. And like it's not like the last time where it was like, "Oh, well strawberry's a fruit one and you know, like admittedly we like, I don't know, I mean, I'm more of a fan of cherry than I am strawberry." And so it's not like that. It's like literally it's like, oh, well, there isn't a replacement. You know, it, it, it doesn't it does kind of stand out by itself. It is a quality pop tart. Yikes. We don't have our usual go to. Well, did I enjoy this? Yes. Did I enjoy this? No. Litmus test. No. And yeah, I'm going to say that. And this is also because I haven't eaten nearly as many chocolate chip cookie dough pop tarts as I have brown sugar cinnamon. My count for brown uh, for chocolate chip cookie dough is now two, and my mm-hmm. count for brown sugar cinnamon is beyond infinity. Right, so yeah, this is contributing a little bit to the statement that I'm about to make. But I've realized that I am gaining even more insight with the second time around eating chocolate chip cookie dough. The first time around. I was just like, wow, this is really good. And I'm like, this de- beats mm-hmm. the competitor. And that's the inside I had, right? And it was, it was like, wow, yeah. this is much better than I expected. I would eat this. The second yeah, time around, you were I had surprised. even further insight where I was like, wow, the backing, the bread of the Pop-Tart is better quality than brown sugar cinnamon. It's softer. It just mm. feels like better quality. It doesn't feel like a stale graham cracker. This one feels like a not stale graham cracker. A soft uh, not stale graham cracker. Um, if only there was a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> the texture and the filling is more satisfying um, than the brown sugar cinnamon in terms of bite through and and just the feel of it. Mm-hmm. 
and the flavor is really good. It is very reminiscent of chocolate chip cookie dough. So I'm saying the texture and the bite through, I would say, are definitely better on chocolate chip cookie dough. And these are two things you do focus on specifically with the Pop-Tart Challenge so far, I've noticed, is bite through uh, extremely. And then also, I mean, texture is very important, too. It's like how we were talking with the uh, the peanut butter one is one of the things that hurt it a lot was its texture yeah yeah so with that being said chocolate chip cookie dough is a much better texture and then i would say brown sugar cinnamon only gets an edge on taste because if i'm comparing cold pop tart to cold pop tart i'd rather have Mm -hmm. the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough yeah that flavor pops a little bit more which i think you kind of need for a cold pop tart but not in an yeah. overly sugarly way, an overly sugar way. Which don't get me wrong, they're both mm-hmm. very sugary. <laughs> but we're I mean, talking yeah. about pop tarts here. Let's keep it in relative. So uh, we're still talking about dessert-based breakfast items. I would say cold uh, chocolate chip cookie dough beats brown sugar cinnamon on taste. But warm, I would say brown sugar cinnamon wins. But that's only by a slight margin. Mm-hmm. So when considering all of those things. And also recognizing that I probably have a bias for brown sugar cinnamon because that's always been my favorite Pop-Tart growing up. Yeah. I'm going to submit my vote for chocolate chip cookie dough. I, you know, at first when you're like, the answer might surprise you. I, I'm actually not surprised. Uh, that was a very well thought out process. I am very impressed that you were able to like navigate through that idea. But you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. No, uh... I, I I also our think bias goes towards brown sugar cinnamon just because we've had a lot of time to analyze the meta game behind it, like we've had plenty of times to consume it, so we've had you know the chances to sit there and go like oh well, this is a good one or this is a bad you know what I mean like those subtleties that you've noticed with round two of the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, um, I'm still standing on brown sugar and cinnamon. Like, that's just such a good hot Pop-Tart to me that, like, it's hard for me to move past that. Like, as much as I was, like, you know, I don't want my bias to, like, interfere with this, but I feel like it kind of is at the moment. It's just, like, it's so damn good. But at the same time, chocolate chip cookie dough is such a good new Pop-Tart that it deserves recognition. But I don't think it beats brown sugar cinnamon. It would beat a lot of the other ones on this list. It'd beat the tar out of it, uh, out of most of this list. Yeah. So far it kind of has. Now, I would say overall, considering that I am very on the fence, I am here nor there almost on these Pop-Tarts, and since you are definitely still voting brown sugar cinnamon, I think brown sugar cinnamon should get the go-ahead, but I think because it's so close... It deserves that third-party review, and guarantee. I think so too. That third-party review is also probably biased on brown sugar cinnamon. Actually, I know for a fact he's eaten probably the same amount or more brown sugar cinnamon than both of us, not combined, but both of us. Yeah, I mean, it also could be combined. Nah, he, I don't he, know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I do think it deserves the third-party review, at least out of I think uh, so out too. of the decency of the of. Out of respect to Cookie Dough. Out of the integrity of this tournament. <laughs> yeah, like... So we're going to give him the third-party review, but not to leave you on another unfulfilled note, here is the second Pop-Tart challenge that we promised you. 
Hey there, right. folks. Yes. We are here with our second Pop-Tart Challenge of the week. Since we did miss out last week, we did. We are men of our words. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. never guaranteed results for two Pop-Tarts in one week. We just said we would do them. And now yeah. it's up to John, okay, on that other one. Yeah. So this Pop-Tart Challenge is going to be between chocolate chip and, and cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Hell yeah. So, do you want do you want to discuss your findings first, or you want me to discuss my findings first? Um, I'll go with mine. So, cook, chocolate chip is one. If y'all recall, chocolate chip is one that I I was a big proponent for in its original matchup. Because now that one it, also had a tiebreaker. It did. That was actually our first tiebreaker, which was neat. Um, so, chocolate chip is one that I gave the vote to because chocolate chip is a very interesting pop tart. It um, has it's lightly frosted. It's very reminiscent of the cinnamon roll frosting, but it's good, and uh, it's a very thick chocolate filling on the inside, and a largely plain pastry. Otherwise, it's it's an interesting pop tart, and I do enjoy the mouthfeel of it, even though if the icing is a little crunchy, but which seems to be characteristic of the thin frostings. Would you agree? Like the thin, just a drizzle on it. They tend to be crunchy. Yeah, the drizzles are more like. Just imagine eating uh, the sprinkles, the cheap sprinkles you buy to put on, like, cupcakes or something. Yeah. Very, very hard, Yeah. Crisp a sugar. very good comparison. Is like That's what the frosting's sprinkles. like when they do, like, a drizzle, usually. Yeah, so um, chocolate chip, good Pop-Tart. Now, cookies and cream. That's a damn good Pop-Tart. And that is sounds like cold... you just turned your back on cookies and cream. What? No, cookies it and cream. It sounds like it. Now, all right, look. I mean, not cookies, cookies and cream. Sorry, chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. No, see, I got to give chocolate chip its credit, which credit is good, is due. But I have I've mentioned in the past that I have a grading system that I've, I've had to call out on myself, and it's like, that's a dang good Pop-Tart. And there's only a few that exist in that category, and cookies and cream is one of them. Because, it, I mean, like, some of it is biased in that, like, cookies and cream was one that was in our household growing up. And not in my household. Not in your household, but in my household. And, and I didn't need them at your household either. I was well, like, I guess I'm not eating breakfast. Yeah, and you went hungry, and that's fine. But uh, cookies and cream is just a good pop. I mean, it's essentially Oreo, Oreo pop tarts. I mean, they're not quite one to one, but and cookies, cookies and, and cream, cream is a good flavor. The Hershey's cookies and cream is much yep. better than original Hershey's. Oh yeah, I would agree. But uh, oh, I so- wonder if that would be good on a s'mores. Oh, dude. Oh, okay, sorry, keep going. We, we might have figured out our next uh, judging the segment. The s'more tournament. <laughs> yeah. What can we change about s'mores to make them good? Oh, a peep on a s'more? Think peep? about that. You know, like the marshmallow I don't like peeps, the, peeps. the little chicken. Well, here's the thing. We don't like strawberry That's a marshmallow. Pop-Tarts either. That's basically yes. a marshmallow. So you're putting a marshmallow with a marshmallow. Or are you talking about replacing no. the marshmallow? Yes, replacing the marshmallow. All right, all right. Okay. How about Lucky Charms then? But just the oh, dude. That okay. was that was a joke. I was making fun of that. Dude, idea. okay. I'm telling you though, <laughs> this is probably not a. Ba- that's not what we're here for. But that's not. We a should bad do that idea. for a special fall episode. That's what I, not necessarily fall. I should just drive down. I should just drive down. We ain't gonna get peeps week. in the fall, dog. That's true, but we can do the other ones like the Lucky Charms. S'mores is a fall thing. S'mores is a fall thing. I like how we're keeping with the fall thing. topic, and we like we're not even recording this at the same time. Yeah, we're not even doing podcast. this on the same damn day. Anyway, 
I just drove you way off track. Sorry. Yeah, you did. I mean, I was. It ain't. It ain't that hard to do that. So that's kind of my findings. Is I have presented them in an equal light. I mean, y'all may not think that's an equal light, but like that's what I got to say about cookies and cream. I strongly voted for it in in its original configuration. I voted for chocolate chip in its original. Oh my gosh, original. Chocolate chip. I voted for. (laughs) I am editing, but I'm keeping it in because I'm also lazy. But I voted for both, and I enjoy both. But Cookies and Cream is is a darn good Pop-Tart in my categorization, and Chocolate Chip is a very good up-and-comer. It was a surprise, and I really enjoyed it. And I was very glad to hear that John Stamos agreed with me on that. Now... And that was a surprise. Your findings. Go. So, uh, I'm also going to recap a little bit here. So, the Chocolate Chip went up against unfrosted strawberry who had it really easy because they were up against cinnamon roll and cinnamon roll was just yeah cinnamon wrong right yeah yeah um so it was up against chocolate chip uh i can't i can't hide my vote you can look it up it's in the public it's you know all the senators and legislators they didn't mm-hmm. see how they mm-hmm. voted uh and i voted for unfrosted strawberry and i don't take it back unfrosted strawberry was better than chocolate chip in sometimes my you just you're just on the wrong side of history that's right. That's right. I was the communist. I was the communist Racist. dictator of pop tarts. <laughs> it was like the only pop tarts you can eat in my country is unfrosted strawberry. And the people were like, "I don't no. think that's right. I think we could eat chocolate chip too." I'm like, "You know what? You keep talking. I'm gonna make you eat cinnamon roll oh. or strawberry milkshake." Okay. Oh. And they were like, oh, "Okay, we'll wait Down twenty years him. and then we'll revolt." <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so. My experience with chocolate chip and cookies and cream. This time around, I did vote for cookies and cream, by the way, but that was against Hot Fudge Sunday, so that was kind of an easy round, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, my thoughts on chocolate chip was the crust. Once again, I noticed this because of the chocolate chip cookie dough, but chocolate chip has a good crust. It's that soft crust. Uh-huh. They are severely lacking with that very crunchy uh swirl they do on there just like you very mentioned basic icing. that very much messes up the flow of the pop tart i like the lightness of the frosting as in that there, there's not much of it the bite is a little inconsistent the texture is not that good with that pop tart yeah i do like the filling it's a nice like very like filling desserty warm it's a, cookie it's a kind of feeling thick you know chocolate filling without it being oppressive yeah it's quite quite accurate to its name with that being said, Cookies Cream, also quite accurate to his name. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty. I them both cold. Chocolate chip is not that good cold. Nope. Can't hide that. Cookies and Cream is good cold. Oh, man, is it? And then we jump over to warm, and I think cookie, I think uh, chocolate no, no. chip... No take backs. <laughs> I think chocolate chip is better warm than cookies and cream. And it's not even like it's a little bit better. It, it's better. It's not no, it, overly would, better, but it's better. I would sort of agree with this because I don't 100% agree. But I would follow that because like chocolate chip. You would say does, the chocolate chip has an edge at least on cookies and cream? Yes. I would okay. say it has an edge on it. I wouldn't say it's like overly oh my god better but like i would say that yeah. like cho- like because like I, the reason like if it if i didn't agree to some point i would literally be dogging on chocolate chip now wouldn't i so you know what i mean true so, so and i'm not saying it's like chocolate chip's beating the crap out of cookies and cream warm but it, for me it's not even edge it's obvious that chocolate chip is a better warm pop tart than cookies and cream now 
Oh, you're with that you're, being said. Yeah, okay. With that being said, Cookies and Cream is the only Pop Tart that I've run across where I like that Pop Tart better cold than warm. So then at that point, the easier option tastes better than the more effort option. And mm. the cold Cookies and Cream is very, very close to warm chocolate chip. That one, whoever the winner is in that one, barely has an edge. And I'm not actually sure which one's better, warm chocolate chip or cold cookies and cream. Oh. So. You're, you're crossing you're crossing streams on this one. Yeah. So, with that being said, my vote is actually going to cookies and cream. The less effort option tastes better, and the cold Pop-Tart is very, very close in taste to chocolate chip. See, and I'm I'm going to come out uh cookies and cream that's that's the one i like like i mean it's the one i'm choosing i like both of them but like you said like the cold cookies and cream is a good part it's it's almost like my go-to or it has been my go-to in so many times in the past grab it and go pop tart cookies and cream is such a good one to do that with when i was saying like oh i don't know about like strawberry and i don't know about like brown sugar and cinnamon ass well, I'll continue Good talking. I'll just, I'll just I'll just mute your background, I guess. But yeah. um but like cookies and cream is such a good one to grab and go. But it's also not bad warm. Like it's not it doesn't detract from it to be warm. It's just better consumed cold. It's not like strawberry milkshake where it's like consume cold and not any other way. You know what I mean? Like it's And that one only tastes better cold cuz it like it I think suggested it. Things that are cold sometimes inhibit flavors to come through, and mm. you really just uh, inhibit that whole Pop-Tart from coming through. <laughs> but it's also at the same time, like, if you microwave an Oreo, it may not be that great. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But This one, this one comes through better uh, cold, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, also, you did mention a good Pop-Tart idea before, and we always got to give our good slash bad Pop-Tart ideas. Uh-huh. Those bagel bites. That's a ravioli. I'm done. It's a big flat ravioli. <laughs> there, I killed it for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So cookies and cream is our clear winner this week. Um, so at least y'all can go away knowing at least there's one solid choice in this episode. Just in case John Stamos doesn't get back to us in time. Uh, but if he did, thank you, John Stamos, for choosing the pop tart that you did. Um, you know, I it, I quite disagree with the pop tart that he chose. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this know. Is, we're going to bring y'all behind the curtain. We haven't heard from him yet, so this is... It, but Probably going to be in the next go, episode. I'm definitely going to... Well, if he does, I'm editing it before this, so... Uh, hmm. That's going to be fun. So, is there anything that you want to walk away with? Do you want to plug anything? Should we plug anything? I mean, we already talked about like following us on Twitter. We probably already talked about Facebook. Whatever. I like to remind people to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and interact with us. Yeah. Actually, what I'd really like to know, as we're rounding out this Pop-Tart tournament, mm-hmm. we really only have one, two, three, four more Pop-Tart matchups to go. Ideas for what to do next. Ideas for what you want to hear next. Comment on Twitter or Facebook. Or you can email us if you want. I don't even know what our email is. Catchupwithcrablegs at gmail.com. Probably. Got it in one. That's what it is. So you can feel free. 
you know, interact with us on social media. Tell us what you want to see next. Also, we or if really you know love, us personally, text yeah, us or message us. <laughs> screw it, whatever. <laughs> also, Cody's phone we number really is. Really want to know. Beep. That's gonna be a funny joke. Also, we really want to know what your favorite episode has been so far. Yeah, because we kind of want to know what's been our our best episodes, what you really, what you guys really enjoy, mm-hmm. so we can kind of tailor our stuff more towards that. We do have some new ideas, kind of in the making, that we might want to try out. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know where we're gonna call a season at, but twenty five is half a year, or roughly half a year, so maybe maybe twenty five. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll, see. I we'll would tell you when like we maybe... decide how long the season is. After we get done with the Pop Tart stuff, which might be close that could to be a 25. season, yeah, yeah. So, well, um, yeah, I guess that's it, huh? Well, yep. All right, well, see you later. Walking out the door. Catch you later. Imagine the scene where Hobbs and Calvin are saying goodbye. Sadness. We should save this for the last episode, though. <laughs> Are you actually pausing? I already left the room. That was the joke. I left the room. I walked away and... But you can edit it anytime you want. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Like, I can sit here and say, Boss not... (laughs) (laughs) And you can edit that out. Yeah, I could edit that out. I could. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya.